Hey, I'm Robert Bordelon Pearson, and this is Blue Collar Bible Scholar. I'm doing a little bit of a soft rebrand away from the follow the leader, uh, just because the whole ambiguous self-help, pseudo-dad life stuff just wasn't, it always felt fake and forced. Um, but everything just flowed and felt like I was doing what I'm supposed to whenever I was talking about random esoteric Bible knowledge. And so I'm just doubling down on that. And here we go. This is a description of my channel. The channel description video. Hello. It is important to understand the, uh, the deeper and more advanced Bible study scholarship area. Uh, it's it's kind of difficult because I'm shying away from saying the deeper things of the Bible, the more advanced knowledge. It makes it sound better. It's helpful. It is good. But I don't think it's inherently morally better. The people that founded uh, Christ's church after he left, the apostles, the original 12 are illiterate. Uh, or at least... Uh, Peter and uh, John. At least Peter and John are. Uh, or was it James? I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, in Acts chapter 4 or 5, they get arrested. And they are specifically called agrammatos, unlettered. They're illiterate. Uh, but they could tell they had been with Jesus and they throw them out. I think it was chapter 5. And uh, they beat them up and say, don't preach about Jesus anymore. And they, they throw them out. And they, of course, go back, pray, and immediately begin preaching about Jesus again. So it's not critical. It's not part of salvation. I simply think it is very useful and good when it's put in its proper context. Uh, there, it's important to know, and especially nowadays, it's so easy five minutes of a Google search, you can find all kinds of bizarre ancient knowledge that you would have had to have spent decades of your life searching in any other century than this. It, what used to only be available after spending days digging through an archive, uh, because they didn't have the Dewey Decimal System until the last 100 years, 200 years or whatever, uh, you would just have to go and hope you could find what you were looking for in a book somewhere, if you could even afford a book, if you could even afford time away from your farm to go look for these things without your family dying of starvation and all your animals dying. I can find all that information for, on my phone in five minutes. Just like that. This is unheard of. So when your pastor mentions a Greek word, just take the time to Google it and see what he's talking about. See what other verses that word shows up in. See if he's right. Double check him. Just learn casually as you go because it it's incredibly useful. Specifically, it makes it really hard for you to be tricked. There are a lot of really mean tricks that if you don't know enough of the rest of your Bible can seem very convincing. But if you know even a little bit of Greek... They're, they're dumb tricks, and they're a waste of the other person's time. Uh, one that Jehovah's Witnesses like to use is in John 1, verse 1. I think it's in 1, 1 or 1, 4. Uh, that uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
that doesn't say the God, it says a God, which is confusing. In Greek, there's a thing called the definite article. It's just the. It's the word the. Uh, in Greek, it's ho for masculine nouns. All this is basic Greek grammar. When this applied to that verse, it's uh, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Uh, I think it's Theos Ain, or Theon Ain. I think it's, it's accusative. Anyway, it's uh, Logos Theon Ain. Was God. Was a God. It doesn't say the, and in Greek, they didn't really have the word a, which is the indefinite article. Like, uh, a car could be talking about any car. Versus um, the car, we're now talking about a single specific car. It is definite, a defined car. Uh, versus a car, which is indefinite, could be any car. So in Greek, they don't really use the indefinite article. I think they might have one, it just doesn't get used. It's, it's assumed when you don't have the definite article. That's not always the case. That's not 100% of the time. Just like in English, I before E except after C, except in words like neighbor and way and all, you know, the... the uh, Brian Regan joking all throughout. Man, you'll always be wrong no matter what you say. There are exceptions. One of those exceptions happens to be when you're talking about God and the Lord. In the Septuagint, which is the Greek Old Testament, constantly, at least half the time, they never use the word the. They just say kurios, not ho kurios, like the New Testament does more frequently. Uh, it just says kurios, and it assumes that you know who they're talking about, Lord. It uses that in the place of the name Yahweh, uh, the Tetragrammaton, when they're translating into Greek. It's also why we mean, maintain the Lord, or Lord in all caps, in uh, the English, well, later in the in the Latin Vulgate, as it used Domini, as well as then in uh, into English as Lord, all caps, instead of transliterating the, uh, the name uh, Yahweh or Yahweh or whatever you want to do, or Jehovah. Some of the some of the places in the Old Testament and the King James they use Jehovah, which is uh, Germanicized letters pronounced wrongly to get Yehovah. Uh, Yehovah. Anyway, huge tangent. The point is, it doesn't always use the. It uses just God constantly. It uses Lord constantly. No the. No definite article. Just kurios. And it, you're expected to know who they're talking about. And it's all, almost always obvious from context. It's, it's not that confusing as you're, as you're reading through. If you just grab a little snippet, you're like, I don't know what this says. But if you read the entire thing, you get it. You're like, oh, I get this. I get it. Who's the curios of hosts? I don't know. It's obvious. It's Lord of hosts. I don't have to put the moving on. But if you don't know that, a Jehovah's Witness just shows you some Greek, and you're like, it says a God. And then you look it up on Blue Letter Bible or whatever, and you go, oh, it says a God. All of them say a God. I've been wrong my whole life, and I've been lied to. And, you know, it's not like we have more than 2,000 years of church history. A 1,000 years of church history where people and the scholars in charge have been learning Greek from childhood and have been reading these same books in Greek 
and in Latin and in Hebrew, and they're like, nah, it, it means what we've always said it means. It, it hasn't changed. It's not confusing. Uh, it's fine, everybody. It's fine. But if you don't know church history, you don't know that the teachings haven't changed, and this is a new thing that's come up recently with the Jehovah's Witness movement in the last hundred years. Uh, you don't know that uh, these things come up all the time. So, you, it keeps you from being tricked. It keeps a lot of things from being what would be fairly large problems. are now very, ah, sorry, very simple problems. So, I'm a proponent of why not know more? Why not try to understand more? Why not seek to learn more? So, the focus of this channel is on expanding your knowledge of early church history and teachings, uh, original languages, content of the Bible, and uh, all that stuff, because it's important for you to know. It's going to help you be more robust intellectually, uh, but it doesn't have to be complicated. It's not, a, it's not a big deal, and a lot of these resources are easily found everywhere. Uh, you just got to know where to look and understand some basic operating principles, and then you're off to the races. Go have fun. And it doesn't have to be big. It's not monumental. Your salvation doesn't ride on this. Don't stress out about it. No, no cortisol, no stress. Relax. It's fine. It's simple. It's fun. Uh, treat it like a game, but just do this instead of a crossword puzzle or something. Learn one new Greek word every week. If that's too daunting, learn, learn a Greek letter. The letter alpha. What are some of the words that I'm aware of that start with the letter alpha? It looks like a little fish dually. That's cool. What sound it make? Almost always makes ah. Okay. And then just be done for a week if that's all you can handle. It's not a big deal. Uh, but just something. Be learning and doing something, right? Uh, just have fun with it. Uh, that's all I got, though. That's going to be my uh, double-down focus. And then maybe I'll start ranting about the news uh, if I can get a uh, consistent flow going. We'll see. But uh, yeah, definitely. Hang out, have fun. Also, also, I wrote a book because I think blue collar is being tacitly ignored by mainstream evangelical media. So we have the blue collar blind spot is a book I wrote to address the blue collar blind spot, which uh, is currently going on. Uh, in the book, I make the case for uh, why I think there's a blue-collar blind spot, why it's a problem, uh, some ways, easy ways to address the problem, and, uh, you know, some, like, real clear, actionable steps on how to fix it. It's less than 100 pages. It's, it's a very quick read. I'm a very concise thinker. And uh, this also isn't that, like, large or hard to understand of a topic. Uh, if you are a pastor or you know a pastor and you think they might have that uh, issue or be intrigued by that issue... Definitely give it a look. Also, if you're uh, just like a plumber or construction worker or somebody who gets their hands dirty every day for a living, I understand waiting tables and other stuff is hard too. I'm just trying to stay focused. There are lots of jobs. Retail is soul crushing. I, I get it. I've personally never worked retail, but I've known friends that do. and It's it's its own thing, believe me. Um, I, I understand enough to know that I, I don't want to work retail. I'll, I'm okay playing with electricity before I, I work retail. Um, but this book is uh, definitely going to be an encouragement to you because I talk about the purpose and meaning of work and why it's also kind of undervalued as a, an intangent of this topic. Uh, but mainstream evangelical media has become very white-collar and tends to be very affluent. So they don't understand sort of the boots-on-the-ground level.
Um, but it's like a fish doesn't know they're in water, right? You don't, you don't see it when you're just surrounded by it. Uh, and so they're all career ministers. You know, they come right, right out of high school. Snot-nosed kids don't know anything. Go right into seminary. Come out of four years at seminary and go be preachers and tell working men and women how to live their lives because they went to school for a while with no experience or knowledge. And they do that for five or ten years, and then they have some more authority to sound convincing and start writing books. Uh, same thing with uh, the, the people that have careers and then go into ministry and then get successful writing books and building churches because most of them are lawyers. Almost all of them are lawyers. Uh, some of them are politicians, uh, former politicians, and some of them are military officers, which still at least understand how to think and speak a little more blue-collar, because that's sort of the requirement as a military officer, is to be able to communicate to boots. Uh, but they just don't understand it, because they don't live there. They don't know. So, that's all I've got. Um, as always, don't take my word for it. Uh, do your own research, do your own homework. And uh, that's, that's it. That's everything for this channel, is do your own research, do your own homework. And I just want to equip you with information to begin your journey of learning for yourself. And, uh, and just have fun. And I'm going to start making fun of the news, because it's getting insane. Um, yeah, that's it. Godspeed.